Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Hey, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Show. I'm Jane Atkinson, and today we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, the power of the mind. You know, it can move you past, you know, our goal today is to help you move past any mental or mindset blocks that you may have to reach your ultimate goals. Our special guest is the host of Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, Lindsay Preston. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you, Jane, for having me. Well, I'm excited that you're here, and I just want to make sure that even though the name of your podcast is about being an unstoppable woman, uh, we're actually talking to both genders today. We're not going to discriminate, are we, Lindsay? (laughs) Absolutely. Everything I cover today is for any human being. All right. All right. So let's talk about what you think are kind of the biggest things that you're seeing in your coaching practice. What are some of the things that you're seeing that people are stumbling uh, and maybe are staying stuck as a result of? Yeah. So a lot of people that I work with, they have checked off life's boxes and they have done that really well. So they've gone to college, started a career, started a family or done some of those things. And yet there's something inside of them that just feels off. Mm. And they don't know what it is. And so they're starting to think, well, what is wrong with me? And really the reality is, is that they just haven't learned yet how to train their brains to be happy. Our brains are not wired for happiness. They're wired for survival. Mm. And so it's really important that we start to know that first off. And then two, how can we program that mind to thrive in our world, to feel the feelings we want to feel? Because before that, it was just you check off life's boxes and that's what creates happiness. And so with that, we have to go in and kind of understand some of the blocks that are going on in their minds. And when I say blocks, I'm really meaning some of the things that their brain has programmed in their minds that have kept them stuck in some way. And then to look at external blocks. So what are some boundaries that they maybe need to firm up a little bit? Um, What are some goals that aren't happening because they're putting them on the back burner? What are some strengths they're not using? And so there's a part of them that doesn't feel alive. And so with that, again, it's all going back to let's look at your mind. Let's figure out that beautiful brain of yours and how we can make it this, this place where you're just happy and thriving in your world. I love it. I love it. Now, one of the things that you talk about is really learning what your strengths are. What are some of the tools that you do to really figure out where you shine? I mean, maybe some people haven't really, I know that when they're in the world of professional speaking, they've thought about their strengths from, okay, well, I'm a really good speaker. I'm good in front of an audience. I can command the stage, that type of thing. But maybe they haven't really thought all that much beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a tool that I use often is Clifton Strengths. It used to be known as Strengths Finder. Mm-hmm. So you may have heard that term because they recently changed it. Mm-hmm. But this assessment is teaching you, in essence, your natural talents. So these are things that you are doing and thinking and feeling without even realizing most times that they are a talent of yours. So for example, one of my top strengths, according to Clifton Strengths, is connectedness. Mm-hmm. So that means I'm really good at connecting with people right. and I'm good at seeing um, how connections come together. That would have been something I never knew was something that could be considered a strength 
strength. But now that I know that about myself, especially when I'm going out and doing speaking events or coaching someone or trying to connect with someone, I'm using that to my advantage Mm -hmm. to not only feel good because it feels great when I use it, but to help them and to help myself in the process. Right. I love that. And so let's talk about what some of the strength finder, sorry, I'm kind of deferring back to the old familiar name there. Um, Let's talk about what some of those categories are, just so that people can be thinking about what their own strengths are if they haven't done the strength finder uh, assessment yet. Yeah. So it tests 34 natural talents within you. And those talents go into one of four themes. And the four themes are either an executing strength, an influencing strength, a relationship building strength, or a thinking strength. And so it's important to not only know what the specific talents are, and one I mentioned there was connectedness. There's also ones called achiever and activator, focus, um, relator. Those are just some of the ones that come to mind. But then you also want to look at the themes. So you want to say, do I have a lot of influencing strengths? And if you do, that means you're likely very good at influencing people to take action. If you have relationship building, obviously you're great at relationship building. So this is particularly important for people who are doing things like speaking or being an entrepreneur, right? Because they need to see not only where are they good, but where could they fall short and where could they either partner with somebody, meaning um, a business partner or a coach or something of that to help them a little bit be more impactful in those other areas of life. Does that make sense, Jane? Absolutely. And maybe even it comes down to a hire for your team if there are areas that you may have a hard time with. So one of the things that you talk about is really knowing what the blocks are that are keeping you from working within your strengths. Like really when you identify what your strengths are and you start working within your strengths all day, every day, the sky is the limit, don't you think? Oh, I completely agree. And the research backs that up. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of kind of hiring for the things that maybe you shouldn't be doing anyway, even if they are your strengths, like, you know, the, the $40 an hour jobs that you could maybe be moving off to a VA or the $20 an hour jobs, you know, of editing and posting blogs and things like that. You, your strength might be the writing part and maybe you could do that other part, but doesn't mean you should, right? Exactly. So what do you think is a mental block that might stop you from uh, using some of your strengths? How do we identify what the mental blocks are? Yeah. So I love this question. So a lot of times I'll show people what their Clifton strengths are. They take the assessment. They may even have a call with me and we sit down and we talk about what makes them so unique and special and one of a kind in the world. Mm -hmm. Then they go out and fly a little bit and they realize why am I not using these? Why am I still feeling stuck a little bit? And that's when it's time to look at the mindset blocks of it. Okay. So it'll, it'll be dependent upon that person's experience and that person's strengths, what those blocks are. Um, but you know that you are feeling a block when again, it's just like, I want to do this. 
and I, I know the basic steps of how to do it and implement it, but it's just not happening mm. or it feels really cruddy when I'm doing it, um, based off different things. So maybe they go and have an event and they felt really great, but then after the fact, they find themselves self-sabotaging for some reason. Um, and so again, it just, it's very dependent on their experience and what strengths they have based on that experience and how it's kind of come together. Right, right. Let's talk about the gender differences in terms of what might be some different things that men do to block themselves that women don't do or vice versa. I know that you live mostly um, in the, your, your coaching clients, et cetera, are women. So let's start with them. What are some things that you see kind of happening more and more with women than perhaps might happen with men? Yeah. So what I see a lot with women and I work with a lot of ambitious women. And so it's that gender bias of, oh, I can't be this powerful woman, right? Or they have so much on their plates, especially in their personal life, that they're having a hard time mm. pushing off. And so um, they feel overwhelmed a lot. And so that goes back to more external blocks of needing to set better boundaries and yes. two, letting go of the guilt. Oh my God so much guilt that comes up. Oh, I'm not here, not there. I'm not doing this or asking for help. And we've got to let that go. Um, and then too, I think just, just knowing some of the research that's out there about women showing up in the working world can be very freeing, or at least it has been for me and many of my clients mm -hmm. of knowing that, um, you know, in the past, it's been that a woman has to be smiley and happy for her to be taken seriously in some ways, but not too smiley and not too happy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, again, just knowing that and then learning how it's impacted them has been really important. But what I've seen the most is that personal life balance and figuring out a way to still rock it at work while still managing the personal life. Right, right. And would you say that um, we might see that there are less men who struggle with the guilt of leaving the kids at home? I think there's probably, I, I know I have some clients, male clients, who certainly share that same struggle, but there's never seems to be, and I think maybe it all comes down to the boob, <laughs> breastfeeding, you know, limits what mm -hmm. a woman can do, right? right? And so that tends to end up, a lot of the parenting things tend to lean into uh, the women's role. But um, I'm thinking that the men probably have their own set of issues. What might some of the things, the blocks that men get into be, do you think? Yeah. And granted, I don't work a lot with men, but what I see as a societal whole is men who just put so much worth on their work life mm -hmm. and the amount of money they're making and how they're providing if they have a family. And so when that doesn't go as well, it becomes kind of, well, who am I? What's my worth in the world? Right. And it really all goes back to this core belief that we all have deep down inside of us, which is I'm not enough of I'm not enough unless I make this money. I'm not enough unless I do all these things as a mom or a dad or whatever. Um, and so we've got to just be willing to look at that and realize we all have it and 
overcoming that and having the courage to overcome that. Cause so many people think, well, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. You have a normal human brain. You just have to know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know that one of my clients, Ryan Estes, he did have an identity shift when he left his big high paid corporate job and stepped into um, speaking. And he had to, we talk a lot about, you know, positioning as an expert versus a speaker. But for Ryan, he really had to actually claim his space on the stage and say, I am a speaker, you know, before he could kind of move forward and really claim this. And I really think he was kind of uh, struggling with getting past his old identity. Yeah. And don't you think when people leave big corporate careers that it's, you know, there's a whole mental shift with that. Oh, absolutely. And I see it a lot with women after they become a mother. Mm-hmm. It's a big identity shift of, especially if they change their work environment, it is, whoa, who am I now? Why can't I do all the things I used to do that feels harder? Right. Um, and again, just going back to, you're just in a new space now, let's figure out how to make it work. Right, exactly. Okay, so let's de- dive a little deeper on boundaries when it comes to mindset. I think a lot of people place boundaries around themselves or don't perhaps place enough boundaries around themselves just out of a mindset that, well, nobody's going to help me. I have to do this all on my own. Mm-hmm. W- what would you say to people who perhaps... Um, don't have enough boundaries on their time and and are trying to be all things to all people. Yeah. And that goes back to people pleasing tendencies, which I encounter a lot with Mm -hmm. the clients that I work with. And it really comes back to, again, that core belief we all have that I'm not enough. So I have to do all of these things for whatever reason, somewhere in your psyche, it's saying, I'm not enough unless I achieve, or I'm not enough unless I do this. Um, And really you have to just realize that you are enough as woo-woo and silly as it sounds. (laughs) Um, And you'll realize as you pass things off, you become more powerful at the things you do do. But the process does feel very uncomfortable, I must admit. But once you're on the other side of it and you've passed things off, you've set those boundaries, you realize those mindset blocks of I'm not enough or whatever else is programmed in there, on the other side of it, you can just really fly and grow. And I, the word I keep using is thrive because mm. you just get to live at this really high level. I keep thinking of Penny, Penny uh, Tremblay. She's going to be in my next blog post talking about how she was from a small town. So she thought in order to be what she wanted to be, which was a, someone who had a professional speaking business, was an author, consultant, et cetera, that she had to be all things to all people because in this small town, she couldn't pick her lane and just be kind of this one thing, which was helping uh, teams play nice in the sandbox. And so she really was exhausted for a the first several years, just trying to be everything that everybody needed her to be. And then when she picked a lane, a lot of the clarity came and now she's having just uh, amazing success because of that. So putting up boundaries around yourself, even when it's things that are outside of your lane, outside of your topic or subject matter is really helpful, don't you think? 
Oh, yeah. Just like you keep saying, staying in your lane, knowing what you're good at, knowing your strengths, knowing to even like a life purpose, which is Mm -hmm. going beyond this. And I really talk with my clients about the big puzzle of who they are. So not only their strengths, but using their values, their background, their passions. And then it kind of all comes together and builds this beautiful life purpose of why am I here? And then you do, you get that focus and clarity of, okay, how am I going to use that? Right. Why am I here? What are some of the things that people can do on a regular basis to keep their mindset in check? Do you have some techniques that you have your clients using on uh, day to day? Yeah. So the first, and I know I'm already going to get pushback for this one, but it's journaling because when you're able to take your thoughts and write them on paper, the logical brain is able to process them better. They're not swarming in your head anymore like a tornado. They have a place to go. So you, in essence, just brain dump down on paper. And what I have my clients do is use a lot of I feel statements because even if we write down just, okay, here's what happened or what I need to do next, we're not tapping into the feelings. And this is probably very, very true for men out there. Mm -hmm. So just the right basic I feel statements. I feel disappointed because, and Mm. letting all that out. I feel mad because da, da, da. And again, we think, gosh, aren't I past these things? I'm a grown adult. I don't need to sit here and feel my feelings. And if we continue to stuff them, they come out in ways that are unhealthy for us of working too much or gossiping or scrolling on our phones for hours on end or eating or so many different ways. Right. And so it's really important that we learn what's going on in our brain of ours, feel those feelings, get them out on paper, and then we really can problem solve. And it's not swarming in our brain. It feels so much better. And in essence, too, you're becoming your own coach. I'm somebody who doesn't want somebody else dependent on me for a long period of time. I want to teach them how to understand their own mind and see Mm -hmm. their own blocks. And that is the number one way to start to do it. Another way, and I keep talking about programming your mind for positivity or happiness, is start to get intentional about what is going right in your life. And I use a term called wins, and I Mm -hmm. see this a lot now in the personal development world, of what happened well yesterday. Because our brain naturally wants to see what went wrong, because Mm -hmm. it's, remember, trying to get us to survive. Mm -hmm. And so we have to say, okay, here are the things that went well. And it doesn't have to be big things. It can't, it doesn't always have to sit, be like, oh, I got this new promotion or this. It can be, wow, I made a healthy choice yesterday. Instead of choosing the cupcake, mm-hmm. I said no. That would be a win for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I had this negative thought and I, I saw it and then I was able to shift out of it. So just right. those little things and you're able to see a progress. And then day by day, as you continue to do that, the brain will start to, in essence, build these wires and you'll be more addicted to it and it'll feel so much more natural for you to focus on the good. I love that. And I love journaling. Uh, We have the Wealthy Speaker Daily Success Planner and Journal. We talk about uh, the wins all the time. We use the same language that you do. And actually, uh, my coach, Dan Sullivan, has an app called Win Streak. We'll put a uh, link to the planner and to Winstreak into our show notes um, <clears throat> because I think that when you plan to have a successful day, you're then coming from a place of being intentional and you're really allowing yourself to butt up against all of those roadblocks that you may have in the back of your mind. You're daily, you're working your way through 
all of your issues. And I love, Lindsay, the idea of starting your journal with I feel because that actually helps you recognize the emotion and then gets you to the root of the problem. Yeah. And I don't think that's hokey at all. I actually think that uh, a lot of very, very smart people who are gazillionaires out there are doing work like this. So there you go. <laughs> That's great. I love it. All right. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the show today. Let's talk about how people can get in touch with you or what the first step might be for people if they want to know more about you. Yeah. So Jane mentioned early on the show that I do have a podcast called Become an Unstoppable Woman. So on the show, I'm talking about strategies and success tips for go-getter women who want to up-level their lives, not only their mindset, but in their careers, in their finances, in their world, everywhere around them. We just bring on different guests and we've talked about things um, like if you want to get involved in the politics, how to better manage your money, um, how to deal with infertility, if you're going through those kinds of things. So that's a great place to start to learn more about me. Obviously, my website is the next best place. And my website is Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com. And on there, you can learn more about me. And I have a free coaching assessment if you want to start coaching with me to see if we're a good fit. And you can find me on Instagram and all those fun other places. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And Wealthy Speakers, uh, I think you can appreciate that overcoming mindset blocks is your fastest path to getting where you want to go. And we appreciate Lindsay's uh, insight on this. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Jane. Uh, with that, um, I will say thanks for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed our show, please make sure that you leave us a rating and a review out on iTunes. And with that, we will say see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speakers show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free Wealthy Speaker audit and visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, wealthy speakers.